Hello, listeners, and welcome to Strength and Recovery Podcast, sponsored by the Alumni Association of Recovery Centers of America. September is National Recovery Month and a busy time around RCA. It's time set aside to celebrate how far those in recovery from substance use and mental health have come. And it's a great time to start talking about these issues openly to help reduce the stigma associated with seeking help. We also want to highlight the amazing work of the recovery community and the dedication of all of those who work on the front lines, our medical professionals, nurses, therapists, treatment advocates, recovery support, and peer specialists, the many incredible people who have dedicated their lives to helping others learn that recovery is possible. We're so glad that you've tuned into this podcast and hope that you will celebrate National Recovery Month with us. We have a full calendar of events this month, so go to our website, www.rcaalumni.com, to see what's happening in your area. I want to extend a special invitation to our Recovery Month wrap-up event on Friday, September 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. This is a virtual speaker series event with our incredible guest, Damon West. You don't want to miss this. It's open to anyone in recovery. You don't have to be affiliated with RCA. Share the link. It's going to be a great evening. Damon is an outstanding speaker and author. He's going to be discussing the power of positive change. A former college quarterback sentenced to life in prison, and he transformed his world and became a published author just three years after his release from a Texas maximum security prison. Today, Damon lives a life of recovery and shares his story all over the country. So save the date, mark your calendar, set a reminder, go to rcaalumni.com to register for the link. You don't want to miss this event. To further celebrate and honor National Recovery Month, the Strength and Recovery Podcast will be releasing an episode every Friday in September. We'll be hearing from RCA staff, alumni, and friends in recovery. We would love to have you tune in and share the podcast with a friend each week. Today, we're talking about sponsors. RCA alum Sean talks a little about his journey in finding a sponsor and provides advice on how to find someone that works for you. Our senior alumni coordinator, Marguerite Warner, follows up with some pointers on what happens if you pick a sponsor and it's not a fit. You may need to know how to fire a sponsor if things aren't working out. It's great practical tips about sponsorship and recovery. And we're grateful that Sean and Marguerite were willing to share with us. As always, if you or a loved one is struggling, please don't wait. Call 1-800-RECOVERY today. Help is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And now, please enjoy today's episode of Strength in Recovery podcast. started talking about sponsorship and how that process comes about and how you find a sponsor and Sean said he'd be willing to talk about that so Sean how'd you find a sponsor what was that process like for you right so uh Sean alcoholic for for me um I actually met my sponsor in RCA Devon um you know I'd come in and out of the rooms for a while and I never got a sponsor um and one of my friends uh, said that he knew somebody really well 
that would be a great fit for me and help me out. And of course, I immediately, you know, withdrew, like was withdrawn because I didn't, I don't like anybody trying to force that upon me. But then I, I sat down and I met with a guy and I, I knew right away that like this, this sense of like, uh, you know, calm and ease that he had but at the same time like you know he held his head up high that that was something that I looked up to and, and I wanted in my life um, and when I got out of RCA I spent about two weeks debating whether or not I was going to hit him up and call him and uh, I finally did and now but what made you call him what after two him? weeks yeah um, but... you know I just wanted to change I wanted to change my life and I did look up to him, but, you know, the whole sponsorship thing was a little weird to me. You know, I, I, I didn't really have uh, a male figure that I um, felt comfortable with. And I, I just knew that I had to change. And this is what I was being told to do. So I went ahead and reached out to him. And, uh, you know, that was over five years ago. And now he's one of my best friends. I just had dinner at his house the other night. He's taught me how to be a better man. Uh, he's taught me about recovery in AA. He's took me through the steps, and now I take others through the steps. Awesome. And I talk to him, uh, you know, every morning, you know, before I start my day. What was that first call like? That will you be my sponsor call? I think that's what people are hesitant yeah. about, right? That awkwardness. Absolutely, absolutely. So walk us through that. How did it go? I mean, when I when I called him up. You know, I think he was definitely more excited than I was. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he made me feel better just about like, yeah, man, like, let's, you know, let's do this. And knowing that we had walked similar paths of, of our lives um, and just to see the change in him, I knew it was possible. And, um, you know, I just uh, he made me feel, you know, better like okay I'm, I'm doing, you know, it was a, as soon as I hung up the phone, I, I felt like a million times relieved than I was before I made the phone call because it was, you know, definitely, uh, I guess, kind of a prideful thing too, asking somebody for help. Yeah. But, you know, he, not only was he my, my sponsor, he was my friend. And, you know, sometimes that's all you need is a friend. What would be your advice? Someone's getting out of here tomorrow and they kind of go, I don't need a sponsor. Or I don't know about the sponsorship thing. What would be your word of advice to them? You know, um, if somebody was reluctant to get a sponsor, I understand. Uh, you know, all I can say is if you, you know, you got nothing, you know, nothing to lose and everything to gain by, you know, making that leap of asking somebody for help outside of an inpatient facility. Sean, thank you so much for talking with us tonight. Thank you for being a part of the alumni. Absolutely. We love having you. Thank you very much. sponsorship yes and the resistance to sponsorship and we see people getting out of treatment and I, I hear alumni oh no I haven't got a sponsor yet uh, and there's a little hesitancy to jump into that relationship Marguerite what do you think is causes that causes that I would say primarily fear of being rejected talk about that fear of um well, there's a couple things, really, like fear of what if they say no, um, 
What if they don't want to sponsor me? What if I'm bothering them? What if I'm troubling them? Um, and another fear of commitment, committing to somebody. How do I know without you know, spending time with you that you'd be the right fit for me or that you would be a good sponsor? You know, there's there's a lot of fear. Can I speak firsthand? Yeah. Okay, so firsthand, um, I was so uncomfortable with asking another woman to sponsor me. I was uncomfortable with calling other women in recovery. Sure. Tons of women gave me their numbers. They offered to sponsor me. They offered to be a part of my network, but I was just too uncomfortable picking up the phone and making that call. You know, it was... Um, it, it, just the thought of it would make me feel like I was being suffocated. I would have so much anxiety over it. What am I going to say? What if they're busy and they don't have time to talk to me? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if? What I didn't realize on the flip side of that is those women are waiting for me to call. You know, they're, they're hoping that I will call. Because if I don't call them, they can't stay sober. That's how it works. That's the paradox. And what happens when it doesn't work? When it doesn't work, I've had firsthand experience with that as well. I've been fired as a sponsor, and I have fired been as fired a sponsor. As a sponsor? Yes, Talk I to have. What's so that like? I was sponsoring a woman, and we had gone through the first nine steps. Mm -hmm. I lacked in the area of steps 10 and 11. I went right from nine. I set out, and I made my amends. And I read 10 and 11, as was, was suggested, and I jumped right into 12, which was service work. Yeah. And I started sponsoring people and chairing meetings, going out to rehabs and, and speaking. But what I forgot was I had to maintain a fit spiritual condition. And I threw myself into service and thought that that was my fit spiritual condition, that I was putting myself out there being of maximum service. And I kind of forgot who God was. And when that happens and you're working with another woman through this process and the only thing you're capable of doing is taking her to step nine and then you tell her to read steps 10 and 11 and then begin sponsoring other people. You're, you're watering down recovery. You're yeah. watering down a relationship with your higher power, which is what you're seeking in the first place. So she came to me and she said, there's something missing. I don't know what it is. But when I heard her speak and she pointed to another woman in the room, she has something that I want. And I think I want to start working with her. I hugged her. I told her that I loved her and I respected her choice and told her, stay in touch with me. I would love to continue to be a part of your network and I wish you well. But then later on, that gave me something to talk to my sponsor about. I said, there's something lacking in me, and I don't know what that is. Wow. And then we started diving into taking a look at what's going on with me. But what we don't realize, that could have been a huge domino effect. Had she not done that, that later on could have been a relapse for me. Because I had no spiritual connection. I was basing my, my energy my sobriety and and all everything was focused on my network and service work i kind of forgot about god even though he was the one that got me sober in the first place you know but life started to get good i started to feel good i was popular i was speaking at meetings i had seven or eight sponsees at the time you know and that's what happens and for me um i had a sponsor and i had her for about seven years and she showed me the human side of her and I shared something confidential with her and she shared that with someone else and it really hurt me. I was absolutely devastated. It's painful. 
I didn't want to drink, but you have to realize your sponsor is the first really true uh, experience you have with trust, with trust in another human being, with absolutely everything that you've been holding inside your entire life. So when she did that, um, we went through a period of when, when I found out that she had done that, we went through a period of discomfort in our relationship and, and a feeling of a disconnect, like I, I wasn't calling her. So we got together and we talked about it. And that's the amazing thing about recovery and, and really true sobriety is that you don't just walk away from these things, you talk about them. You know, when we sat across the table and we talked about it and I told her how it made me feel and she made an amends for doing it. And she asked me if I could continue working with her as a sponsee and her being my sponsor. And I said, if I answer you honestly, I have to say no, because I don't know that I would trust myself to come to you and tell you things. I think I would begin holding deep, dark secrets again. Wow. Yeah. So you fired your sponsor. Yeah. And you've been fired by yes. a sponsor. So that relationship's ongoing. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But both of those experiences were meaningful to your recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And the gift in that is the sponsor that I have today, which is absolutely amazing. You know, you'll hear over and over, there's no coincidences. It's always a God instance, you know. Um, But the truth is the woman that I'm working with today has such a profound practice of steps 10, 11, and 12 in her life that on a daily basis, she mentors me with keeping that as the foundation of my recovery every day. And then the rest will flourish from there. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. You've been sitting here with Marguerite. She is the recovery instructor, was the recovery instructor. She is now the alumni coordinator at Raritan Bay, an amazing human. And we're so thankful that she's part of the alumni association. Thanks for sharing that today. Yeah. Thanks Jay. Thank you for joining us today for the Strength and Recovery podcast. Real people, real experiences, real hope. This podcast is presented by the Alumni Association of Recovery Centers of America. If you're interested in learning more, visit rcaalumni.com. Here, you can fill out our web form to make sure you're receiving our daily recovery emails and are notified of special events. The Alumni Association of RCA exists to connect individuals to an active recovery community. It is our goal to work with alumni to help them succeed, belong, and ultimately serve others. We help our alumni succeed by hosting more than 120 recovery support meetings per month with both virtual and in-person offerings of big book studies, speaker meetings, beginners meetings, Monday through Friday daily inspiration meetings, meetings for men and women, and faith-based meetings. Second, we create a welcoming community that provides a sense of belonging with a full calendar of events each month. Speaker series, barbecues, holiday celebrations, bowling, sporting events, theater shows, and much more. Thirdly, we provide an opportunity for our alumni to serve both the recovery community and in our local neighborhoods. We offer speaker commitments, chair commitments, mentoring opportunities in our facilities, volunteering at food banks, 
recovery, and overdose awareness events. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Recovery Centers of America provides inpatient and outpatient treatment and has locations in Massachusetts, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Indiana, and Illinois. Recovery Centers of America, or RCA, was founded to break down barriers to expert treatment. We answer the phone and admit patients 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, are in network with major insurance providers, and provide evidence-based treatment in our world-class facilities. If you or someone you know needs help, call 1-800-RECOVERY and know we are here for you.